How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, I mean, the numbers are up on the pod, social media is everything. We're happy, happy, happy. We don't care about that, of course. We're just happy that we, we have you here and we have got a great interview for you today. It is my good friend from Southeastern pitcher, Jay Schuler. I would say, arguably, the funniest guy in the Sun Conference. I'm sure every team ha- has a guy or a girl that they think is that, but. Uh, Jay might have to have my vote. Great interview. Uh, we talk talk a lot about the series this weekend, Southeastern Baseball, and just about his story getting to Southeastern, to Lakeland, Florida. Hey, we, you know, something we've talked about is expanding. And that is something that we have not only now talked about, it is something we have done. We have brought in a couple of guys, uh, shout, shout out Manny and Brian, uh, they have joined Suncast. They are going to be doing some media coverage for both St. Thomas and Ave Maria in talks with some other people as well. But those two are confirmed. So we uh, welcome them uh, to the Suncast family. Really excited uh, to have them on and be able to go start covering these teams that, you know, I'm, quite frankly, I'm just not able to get out to. I'm not able to drive two and a half hours to Ave Maria or three hours uh, down to Miami Gardens uh, all that all that often. So really appreciate those guys. Uh, really excited. They're going to be doing a lot of work this coming up week. Uh, I'm sorry. Bless you, Yogi. I got my uh, – this is my nephew dog, Yogi. Um yeah, so bless you, sir. He's kind of my little co-host for this episode, but he's a good boy. Yes, you are, Yogi. But anyways, uh, really excited to have those two guys on. Stop it now. Now Yogi's throwing a little fit, not showing him any attention. He wants Uncle Reagan's attention. Get on now. Get on now. All right. Anyways, really excited to have the, uh, those two guys on. Brian's going to be at the St. Thomas Ave Maria games this weekend. Obviously, a huge series down there. And hey, if Ave wins this one, they'll have a great shot being a top 25 team when the new polls roll around. St. Thomas, they're looking to get back in the top 10. And so they're still one of the top dogs in the Sun Conference. So we have interviews coming up very soon for that. Uh, you know, women's across, there's the big matchup this coming up. Week weekend with uh, Kaiser and Weber could be could have a little interview for that one as well a little tease no promises on that one but it looks like uh, pretty well set so we could end up having three interviews on the next episode or I might split it up and we do three episodes this week I don't know we kind of go with the flow around here if you haven't caught the gist of that yet but we're also going to be hearing from Manny Manny's a broadcaster for St. Thomas uh, as well he's going to be coming on uh, on the episode and talking a little bit about that series next on the next episode episode that will come out on Friday morning. So really excited for that. Really excited for these two. And I'm really, really excited for y'all to listen to this man, Jay Shuler. Absolute character. Love, love the guy. Great interview. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Just know we are, we're, we're, we're ramping it up. We're ramping it up. We're expanding. My goal is to get one person from all the schools. That's the goal. So we can keep doing media coverage, keep Give it growing the platform, growing the platform for who the athletes in the Sun Conference. Y'all know the deal. Y'all know how, how we rock and roll over here at Suncast. So I'm t- I'm tired of talking. Y'all are probably tired of just hearing my voice. So without further ado, here is myself and Southeastern sophomore pitcher, Mister Jay Schuler. All right, we welcome on a very special guest. It is my good friend. It is a pitcher for Southeastern University and arguably 
the funniest guy I've, I've met in the Sun Conference. I, 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 can't, I can't even look at the guy right now for, uh, for, for both what happened this weekend because he's making me laugh. It is Jay Shuler. Mr. Shuler, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing, I'm doing very well. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good. We're sitting here. Uh, we're watching the World Baseball Classic right now, seeing who's going to be playing Team USA. Uh, who, who you got, uh, Mexico or, or Japan? And don't be wrong because you'll look like an idiot tomorrow morning. You know what, honestly, I'm kind of rooting for Team Japan because obviously either Shohei Otani or you Darvish is thrown against us, and obviously that's an arm. those are two arms that we've both seen pretty well. I mean, I'm a Cubs fan, so I guess I got to root a little bit for you Darvish. But then again, I want Team USA to just bring home that gold, baby. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we all want. Um, you're a Cubs fan, so you, 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 you stole my boy. You stole Dansby Swanson. It's okay. He's at the end of his, he's at the end of his career. Yeah, he's JK. I mean, he's, he's in his prime. He's in his prime. I know, I know. He's in his prime. It's just hey, a hurt Braves fan. I'm trying to cope with everything. I will say this: this one was not as bad as Freddie. Fred, Fred, Freddie was worse. That one. That was one where I got the notification and the phone almost went out the window driving down the highway. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. Freddie Freeman was one of the biggest pieces of uh, Atlanta Braves. I mean, he. He was the leader during the whole World Series run. Him and Dansby both were obviously crucial players. And losing them to the Dodgers, to the Dodgers. I hate them. I mean the Dodgers. I mean, they have one Mickey Mouse World Series. That COVID year didn't count. Now, if the Braves didn't blow that 3-1, would I be singing that? I don't know. But we, that's neither here nor there. We won the, the real World Series, the, the real one. I mean, y'all did too, 2016. I guess, I guess that's where, where we can start because yeah. – Obviously, 2016 was like one of the biggest years in sports. I get, I don't really talk to a lot of Cubs fans about that. I just don't know a lot of Cubs fans. But can you just talk about like like that experience of being a Chicago Cubs fan in 2016? Oh my! I I knew something special was gonna happen in spring training, dude. It was just like we just kept mashing baseballs, and I was just like I kept following during like midseason. And, like, I just got happier and happier and happier. And just next thing you know, we got to the playoffs. And I was actually fortunate enough to actually go watch uh, the NLCS. Got to sit on the rooftops. Uh, I walked by uh, the owner, Ricketts. And, man, when Montero hit that home, that grand slam, I was going crazy. Like, it was just like you saw nothing. You were just going crazy. But man, once we won that World Series, my dad came in my room because I, I was I was so upset once Chapman gave up that home run to Rajay Davis. I mean, I was I just I was bawling my eyes out. I'll I'll admit it. I'll say hey, it as a grown man. Sports. It's sports. We as, all cry. As a grown man, I will say I I was I was bawling my eyes out and then my dad came in my room. He was just like, The Cubs won the World Series. And I was like, get out of my room, there's no way. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I check my phone, I'm like there is absolutely no way the Cubs just won the World Series, and I was like, I was on cloud nine. Yeah, bro. I, it was it's, it was it, surreal. It was a, a very similar uh, feeling. So we are doing this, uh, I guess we say in studio or in apartment. <laughs> so so, so you, you're seeing all, all the Georgia stuff. So right there on the floor, that is where I saw Keely Ringo make the interception of Bryce Young to clinch the national championship. I fell right there. As soon as he caught, he didn't even make it to the end zone. He caught it, started running. I just fell down face first and just started bawling my eyes out because it was like the bad man lost, the bad saving lost. <laughs> we did it. Oh, my gosh. We did. I, 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 I was 
I, I have honestly been terrible to deal with since then because like the Braves won. Like, Braves are my number two team. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they are. I mean, they are number two. I love the Braves. And I and I, I was pretty obnoxious after they won. But, you know, in Florida, there's – I mean, what do we got? We, we got Rays fans and we got Marlins fans. Yeah. And no disrespect to those two fan bases, but not very passionate. I didn't have it – I didn't really have a lot of Mets fans or Yankees fans. But what there are a lot of down here, and it's all over the place, it's a, almost a plague. There are Ohio State fans and Alabama fans all around. And I got a lot of friends that are both. But the one fan base – and the one fan base I have been really bad to that these last couple of years, them Florida Gators. Shout out my lovely co-host Josh Blackmore. Oh, it was forty years. It was forty years. Nah, son, we're back to back defending. I've been terrible. I've, I've been. I, I have been almost as bad as uh, some southeastern baseball fans that, that I heard uh, chirping this weekend. Yeah, those softball girls, like when they come out to oh, our games, man. they are. They are tough, dude. They asked me. They were like, Reagan, you want us to get to get loud? I'm like, God, no. I don't want y'all y'all to get loud. I mean, against Weber, definitely not. No, uh, that yeah. They they're they're a key factor. You remember the Ben U Mesa game? Oh my uh, goodness. They, down eight to one, they were in the bat. Uh, apparently, they were all at the basketball game. Saw y'all were losing. Come out there, and that that, that was a turning point in the Ben U game. Oh yeah, I actually started that game too, and like. I come to find out, like, everyone's starting to show up. Like, that's probably the most packed I've ever seen yeah. in this stadium. I mean, they had, like, all the way through the fence side of, like, the opposing bullpen. And I was just like, holy smokes. <laughs> and next thing you know, like, Gary Laura hits that game-tying home run. Like, that dude has clutch in his genes. I mean, oh, my gosh. He, whenever a home run's needed, that man is – He's always on it. I mean, that was the easiest card I've ever called. I mean, that that was so easy. Bottom of the ninth, down by one, two outs. Gary Laura, card, yep. easy. There it, it goes. There it is. And that I was ooh, was that the biggest? It was one of the highest home runs I've oh. seen. I don't know if it was one of the furthest. Now I'm sure, and you you've seen plenty of games uh, at Ted A. Bower Field, and you know there 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 are some that that uh, will scrape out there every now and then, but there certainly are some big ones. What what's oh. some of the biggest home runs you've seen there? Oh my goodness, I'd have to say probably Chase Bryant hitting it to dead center. I mean, I went and actually got that home run ball, and I had to go to our home side of our football field. Good to even Lord to pick that ball up, and I literally stood there and I was just like. There is no way that this man just hit it that far, and like, I mean, if it went that far, it had to have hit at least four seventy. Yeah, and roll. easy. Yeah, I mean, that thing easily hit. I mean, from from let's see, about how far? About from the center field wall to where the sideline starts is probably four twenty five ish. Yeah, and plus, yeah, that, yeah. Plus, he hit it over that that monster wall that we got in left center. I mean, yeah. I no, mean, I've seen people get humbled by that wall, and you're like, oh, that, that ball's gone. That Oh, top of the wall, there it goes, right back in. And it's yep. just like, God He's, saved you today. <laughs> Mendoza, Mendoza told me about one that he hit during BP that went over top of the Jumbotron. Were you there for that one? Yeah, I was, I was standing right under it. I was just watching. I was just like, there is no shot that that ball is gone, like, Chase is easily one of like one of the biggest power hitters I've ever met, and like he also can hit for contact and get the ball right up the middle. I mean, he's he's probably one of the best hitters I've actually ever played with. I mean, really? I've played against Bobby Witt Jr. in the perfect game. I mean, mm. granted, that dude's the number two overall draft right. pick, but like Chase Bryant, 
my goodness, can that boy hit that ball? No, I mean y'all 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 do have plenty of them, but I mean you know why why Chase able to hit it so far, right? Yeah, Georgia guy. Oh, it's Georgia Power. Oh yeah, Georgia Power. I saw I saw plenty of I saw all my fill of Georgia Power with uh, Mr. Block uh, the, 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 this weekend. Jeez, I four home runs, six for eight in two games, four home runs. Yeah, I think I think uh, that that would be good for Conference Player of the Week. Uh, I don't know that, but I'd I'd, I'd be uh, pretty shocked if his name isn't uh, floated around some SIDs uh, desk uh, in the Sun Conference. Uh, so you like you said, you played against Bobby Witt. You played. Uh, in, in the in the or what, what was what was it again? Perfect game. Perfect game. Perfect. Game. I, I thought so. I, was, I didn't want to misspeak there. Who were some other like? Who were some of the tougher guys? Some of the best bats you faced, and like what made them that good? Well, uh, I also played against uh, Reese Hines, number thirty-six wow. uh, overall pick for the Reds, first round. Uh, faced him. That dude's legit. I mean. There's a couple other guys. Uh, there's a two-way player who's actually playing football at LSU and baseball at the same time, five-star recruit. Don't remember his name, but I talked to one of the SU football players about him, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. But I also had uh, the pleasure to watch uh, the young phenom Dan- Daniel Espino uh, with the now the Cleveland Guardians. I, I mean, I'm still used to calling them the, the Indians, but yeah. We all are. Watching him throw 100 miles an hour at 17 years old, I mean, I was just like, who is this guy? And here I am throwing 86, 87, and I'm 17 <laughs> years old, junior in high school. But, I mean, when I when I actually pitched in there, I, I, I thought I was going to get rocked, but I humbled myself real quick, and I did really well. I mean, only walked two guys, had 10 strikeouts. Nice. I was, I was proud of myself. Yeah, you know, we we talked a little uh, earlier. You've been a part of a, a couple of no hitters, perfect games. I mean, to tell us about some of those before before we talk about some uh, not so great performances. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to talk about not so great performances, we'll just talk about Wisconsin basketball. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm a Wisconsin fan. You're a Wisconsin guy. Okay, yeah, I'm Wisconsin. Uh, being oh, from yeah. Northwestern Illinois, you ain't got much to root well, for down in Champaign. Well, you ruined you 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 did ruin the perfect season for Kentucky. Oh, uh, yeah, a while we did. back, yeah, we did. you blew it in the natty, but I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> there it is. He's about to walk out. Oh, I got, God. I've had him for ten minutes. He's about to leave. <laughs> no, but uh, my first perfect game actually came uh, when I was in high school, my senior year. Um, so we were playing our act, well, one of our rivals in high school, Stillman Valley High School. They're a real scrappy team. Uh, this one guy walked through my dugout or our dugout, and he was just and like. Just he just walked through it like nonchalantly, and I was like, "Yeah, it was." Sound like me this weekend, just walking in out of both both, both dugouts. Yeah, I was gonna say, but you're always welcome through our dugout. Oh, 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 you got you got the sheriff, you got the sheriff Rob Adams on your corner. You got Steve. Oh, we're good. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, we're all good. The boys. But (laughs) anyways, going back to the story. So this guy walks through our dugout. My coach comes up to me. He's like, "You know what you have to do," and I was like, "All right." So I'm cruising, I'm cruising, and I'm just like, I'm not thinking about anything. Like, no one even says, like, hey, you got a perfect game, you're no hitter. And it's like, obviously, you're only playing seven innings. Mm. But, like, through five innings, I'm like, all right, this is going well. I got however many, I think I got maybe 12, well, not maybe 13 strikeouts. Go into the sixth inning, strike out the side. Seventh inning rolls around, I'm at 16 strikeouts, and, like, before the inning goes out, my dad was just like, hey, you're one, one strikeout away from beating me. And because he – my dad played semi-pro baseball and right. went to the same high school as me. But uh, but anyways, I go into that last inning, 
get three ground balls. And man, I was just like, come on, Jay, you're better than that. And then as soon as I get off the mound, my coach is just like celebrating. And he's just, and I was just like, what's going on? And I didn't realize I threw a perfect game. And I was just like, but that's awesome. I was just I like, I was on cloud nine yet again. Like, like I said, yeah. with the world series and the Cubs, and I was just like, Holy smokes. And then we get out to the outfield and like our, uh, Assistant coach, uh, Brett Chappell, um, he was just like, you guys got to do your kills. It's just like a celebrated win. And so what we did for that was like, we're going to stand in a line and you're just going to like act like you're mowing the lawn. You're just mowing through us just like you did that lineup. And <laughs> I mean, every year, like when we played Stimma Valley, we always had a hard time beating them. And then this year it was just like that. Well, 2019, it was just, I, it was my year. I'll just put it at yeah. that. Like I still remember my high school stats. I mean, I finished the year with a .64 ERA, 106 strikeouts. It was crazy. If you if you gave if I stood in the batter's box and with a good back, we'll say with a good back too, 25 pitches. Do I make how many do I make contact on? I I generously give you maybe 10. I can make contact on 10. Depends on how fast I want to throw. I don't think I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you're being nice to me. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll give you I mean, benefit of the doubt. That, that, I mean, that might be a little. That might be a little. Some little podcaster versus pitcher. I are think. we are we talking like foul offs or like actual base hits? Oh no, we're we're talking about just just, just getting contact. I, I I'll be like D D David Spade. I, but but I touched it. You're still out. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I don't care how. But I, you know, you're still fat. You know, like I'm, I'm still I'm still uh, any contact I can make a, on an NAIA pitcher. Uh, I'll be I'll be pretty happy with, or at least a a guy of your caliber. There certainly are uh, more high caliber guys uh, in Lakeland, Florida. You look at guys like Reese, Rob, Darian, on and on and on. Uh, in your fir first year at Southeastern, what's it been like uh, being with around those guys, and how have they all like, or how do they all? Uh, what am I looking? Uh, elevate. How do they all elevate your game uh, as well as each other's game? So as coming from like a really competitive background, I'm just like, hey, like I'm always trying to one up this person. Like obviously, you got Reese coming in there just blowing cheese by everyone. I mean, then he comes in with that wipeout curveball, and now he's working on a slider. And I mean oh that that dude. I mean he he's a workhorse, and like believe it or not, Reese is actually from my area back home, mm -hmm. but he's from Iowa. He's like 40, 40 minutes from my house, and then you go to Darien. I mean that dude. He has one of the sharpest biting sliders I've ever seen. I I, I saw him. You know, I, I was sitting behind home plate for it, and I, I was watching it. I do think that that is the best pitch in the NAI, or it's up there. I, I think it's as good as anybody else's breaking stuff. There are some good fastball throwers, but I think that slider, it, 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 I don't know how as a right-handed hitter you can hit it. No, uh, that, I just don't. If, he, if he's on like he was this weekend, I just don't see you being able to, to hit the ball. No, that's why he's up in the rankings for like one of the, some of the top pitchers in the NAI. I mean, dude, dude just goes out and competes his tail off every day, bro. I mean, he's just, I mean, every day I see him at the field, he's always out there before any of us, just stretching, getting his bands in, and then then the sheriff rolls around, big old Rob. I gotta give him some credit. That man, he rolls up, and I'm just like, what it do, baby? And then he's just like, oh, same old, same old, getting better today. And I mean that Rob is just—he's a great guy to be around. I mean, yeah. he—he's a real leader in the in the clubhouse. I mean, really in the dugout. I mean, he doesn't have to say much, but it's just like 
he knows what he wants from you. It's just like there's an expectation, obviously, at Southeastern. Like, right. you got to be good and you got to be like, like perfect in some sense. But like, obviously, it's not like remember the Titans. Yeah. Say yeah. like you expect perfection, but I mean, hey, we we'll go out there every each and every day, compete our tails off. I mean, no matter who's on the mound, like our defense has our back. I mean, we haven't made too many errors as of lately. Yeah, and that, that's something that I know, I've i noticed. Because last year, if you could say one thing about Southeastern baseball, it was they kicked the ball around a little bit. And y'all have definitely cl- cleaned that up. Is that something that the coaching staff has uh, really put an emphasis on? Or has it been guys like Nunez, Rob, uh, you know, pa- Pablo is a guy that's come on to, uh, to, be, to be a newer guy but still a leader. But to just – Fixing the little thing, has that been a real big focus for y'all? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of the little things. I mean, we've been obviously taking a lot more ground balls, like more reads off the bat. And like, so I see Isaac every day. I mean, I'm, I hit I hit fungos to Isaac every day. And I was just like, hey, how hard do you want me to hit him? And I, he just says, just do your thing. And I just, there's sometimes just the hitter in me just comes out. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm going to whack this thing as hard as I can right at him. And I, I get it on, on the roll. I mean, it, and I think like, I like to take a little bit of credit for helping, like with the defense, and but obviously there's there's some stuff like about like the field personally, but just like there's some hops that I've seen you saw. Yeah, I saw at, at yeah. third base. There's yep. some and like I give credit to Adonis Herrera for holding that down, and just making as little errors as he does. I mean that dude, he's he can compete. I mean him and Isaac both, I can tell like they work their tails off and practice about stuff and. I mean, I've seen some flashy plays from both Adonis and Isaac. I mean, Isaac, when he's up in the middle of the field and he makes that spinning play on his knee, I'm like, I'm just like, my jaw drops, man. I mean, just like as fundamentally sound as we are, I mean, I really think it starts with Isaac mm-hmm. like cleaning up because I heard, I heard only rumors that he he struggled a little bit last year with the errors, mm-hmm. but like obviously, yeah. like I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be playing here with these this group of guys. I mean. We're just we're just working our tails off, wanting to get that that other ring for Rob. I mean, Rob got three rings already. I mean, <laughs> well, let's see if we can get another one. How how does that change your mindset as a pitcher, knowing that you have a lockdown defense behind you? I mean, how does that? I mean, just your overall mentality and going into a game. I mean, how much? I don't want to say easier, but I mean, how much? Or just the let. What's the feeling? Is it just less stress of having an elite defensive uh, group behind you? Uh, it, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna say this from for all my pitchers all out there. Having a good defense literally takes the probably biggest weight off your shoulders. I mean, like when you have when you can trust your defense that they're gonna make plays for you. It's just like a whole new level lifted off you. You just go out there and play your game. Like granted, like I try to be a strikeout pitcher, but now I'm working to like, hey, I'm gonna pitch a contact and let my boys like make plays behind me so they stay sharp. You know and like, obviously, you got to keep the fast tempo to keep them locked in the game. You can't have them falling asleep out there. But, like, I mean, like like I said, you like having that defense behind you is, like, that's just, like, it takes so much stress off the pitchers. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing to have behind. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I'm sure another thing that helps is having a lineup that's averaging, like, three home runs a game. I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, that's a little bit helpful. But in seriousness, uh, a guy that I'm sure – has helped develop you this year and hopefully what will continue uh, to do so. Connor Daly, y'all's uh, GA pitching coach. Can you just talk a little bit about Connor and how he makes you the best version of yourself? 
Yeah, Connor, I mean, he's probably one of my favorite pitching coaches. I mean, granted, I went from uh, Coach John Goble from Parkland, and he's coaching with the AA uh, Hickory Crawdads from Texas organization. Mm. That dude started it all. But going to Connor, Connor Daly, that dude, he – he like motivates you by chirping you and getting you like he's like he's trying to get deep down in you and get that competitive nature out of you and like he knows what he's talking about he he fixed little things with me and he like he's helped me refine my pitches a lot and I mean like honestly I feel like having someone like who's your around your age and is like he's really approachable and like you can relate to him a little bit you know I mean just having like someone who can like understand like what you're going through during your life at like especially in college because I mean he was still taking courses like this past fall and I think some this spring but like he understands like what's going on and like the daily life and I mean he just and like he's a really friendly guy too and like he'll like be like oh you want to shoot some hoops and and I'm of course I'm like oh yeah let's let's play and obviously we get a little chirpy with that but (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm always a big time competitor when it comes to anything I do. I mean, regardless if I know how to do it or not, I'm gonna give it my all. Yeah, I mean, I I, I knew that probably from the jump. I think that's why you, know, you and I start started to click, and then of, of course your your little one liners, your 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 sayings, <laughs> and I brought a couple of those uh, to to the booth. The ribeye steak one uh, that's become a, a staple uh, in the booth for me. I love that one. Yeah. Well, what are some other? Well, what, what are some of your favorite baseball one liners or terms? Jeez, my my, uh, my probably one of my favorite ones. Uh, so my travel coach when I was twelve years old, whenever like you get you get up in the count. So let's say you're like two one. He'd always say, "Here comes the meatball." I love that one because it's like it, you know it's going to be a strike because that pitcher wants to get ahead and all that yeah. stuff. But another one that I always went to at my JUCO was get him a bucket. He's throwing up whenever the pitch would be up, and everyone in the dugout would just start laughing and just. At my last school, we were real chirpy and like start, coming oh, here. I need to start writing these now. Get them a bucket. I'm, I'm using all of these. I mean, I'm, I'm using all of these in the booth now. Keep, keep them coming. I mean, yeah. I don't know what, you, you got any more for me? I mean, the I, don't, real, I don't want to steal all your content, but I mean, what man, we got? you got to give me some credit. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but my favorite one is obviously the ribeye steaks. Don't burn them. Don't obviously. Burn them. You gotta like your your ribeye steaks, medium rare. Medium rare, yeah. Come on, with with a little baked potato. Oh yeah. A little sour cream. I don't know about the sour cream. Oh, you're not a sour cream guy. No, not. What what are you putting? I put bacon, bacon Bacon. cheese. It's almost like a loaded potato. Yeah, well, there's no sour cream. It's not loaded. I still call it loaded. You, you got you got a loady. It's, it's, not, it's not quite loaded. You got a loady. But okay. Oh, come on, man, man. man. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot of things about, about the Midwest that I figured out when I moved out there. It's just a lot different from the South and food wise. And here's one that I found out that Midwesterners, you, it's like bug spray. They can't stand them. Boiled peanuts. Y- y'all are not boiled peanut people. And like, I have not heard a single Midwestern person say, hey, Boiled peanuts. The South got this one right. This th- this is good. Are you are you on that side or have you adapted? I, I'm I'm on your side with the boiled Let's peanuts. Let's go. We because, got Because like whenever I go to a ballpark, I have to get peanuts. I love them. I I, I could I could not meet a single person when I went to school in Missouri that liked them. 
And I was talking when uh, Grandview came down to play Warner and Weber in softball, and I was talking with some Grandview softball parents. They were like, what are these boiled peanut things, y'all got? Or steamed peanuts. Or that's what they said. They said steamed peanuts. I'm like, well, first off, they're boiled. So I don't know. If that, maybe they did just get steamed peanuts, and that, that, that doesn't sound good. But no, I want the boiled. I want the Cajun. I want my mouth to be on fire from the spice as well as the heat. That is the ideal boiled peanut. I I'll probably agree with that. I mean, I wouldn't go with the Cajun. I mean, I just go with some salty flavor. I mean, salty's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not. Hey, I I I, I will not push you. You're a Midwestern guy. You're you're, you're just getting. You're just dipping your toes into some <laughs> of the Southern food. But yeah, I'm still yet it. to get that crawfish bowl. No way. I still want to try some crawfish bowl from oh. down here. I want because we had when we went to Louisiana. I was just like, you know what? I want to do. I want to try some Louisiana crawfish. I mean, I've had crawfish from up north. But I mean, oh, let me. From what I've heard down here, uh, Louisiana crawfish is it. So I got, got got a little story for you. So this is at the end of my senior year, wrapping up. Um, my dad's got one of his best friends. He uh, lives in oh gosh, I think Monroe, Louisiana, something like that. Whatever. He lives in Louisiana. I'm trying to scroll through my pictures to to, to find it. But anyways, um, the the guy drives up from Louisiana with a hundred pounds of Ooh. live crawfish iced down in the back of his truck. I call all my buddies on the football team around. I was like, hey, we got, we're doing a low country boil. And we had like three of them. We had three pots filled nonstop. Shout out, shout out my dad, my dad mostly, but I mean, I, I of course, but I mean, my dad was like, hey, we, we got to get this thing going. I'm like, oh, we're doing it. Wait, 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 we got we got code crawfish. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we, boy, we had the potatoes. We had all the old bay seasonings. We had, uh, we, we we had the corn. We we had sausage. We had everything. Of course, we had the crawfish. Now, when you have a crawfish, let me tell you, tell you a little something. When you do the crawfish, and if you do it at somebody, at, no, no, I, I know we have pinch the tail, so all that. Yeah, that, that, that that's the basic. If you are at somebody's house or wherever, and they start their crawfish boil, and they don't have any Old Bay or any uh, of the Old Bay seasoning bags. That's the thing. You need the bags, not just the powder. You need the Old Bay bags, and you need the Old Bay liquid. If they put those two in, they're on the right track. If they ain't put none of that in, and they just start throw, throwing stuff in there, get out. They don't know what they're doing. They, well, they, they, they I, guess, I guess I don't know what I'm doing because I haven't done that because my uh, grandpa, when he cooked us up some crawfish, I mean, I don't even know what he threw in. I was too young to even know what I, the I got, spices were. I, I could almost guarantee he had. Now, you, could, you, you can vary around. You could do some Louisiana special down here, Everglades. Uh, Everglades seasoning, that's popular. They have some stuff. But as long as they're seasoning it and, and that water looks an orangish red tint when that thing's dropped in, they're doing all right, Bucko. Yeah, when they come out looking orange, you, you know they're they're doing something right in that kitchen. I'm get, I'm get, I'm I'm getting close. I'm getting I'm getting close. This is terrible podcasting, but whatever. We're 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 we're, we're, we're going we're, we're, we are going to find it now. What about another, another southern? I guess we're, this is a southern food uh, uh, topic. Smoke smoked meats and smoking meats. And now is that something that interests you? Because that is something I'm not half bad bad at. There there's a little shoulder. And you can you can ask we I can uh I tell you what I might be able to let me, let me see if I, if I if I can call one of my friends if he picks up in, in the middle of this he he's an absolute legend but have you ever been he sent me straight to voicemail he must be on probably blocked me 
Um, but are you, are, you, are you a brisket guy? What, oh, what are your thoughts on I, brisket? I, lo- I love brisket. I mean, I came from a farm town in Illinois. I mean, we just, I mean, you if, if you're able to smoke it, we're eating it. Hold on. All right. Cam, Cam, I got you live uh, on here with, with Jay Shuler. Uh, we're recording on Suncast. I just want you to tell the people and tell him a little bit about the brisket. Brisket is absolutely amazing. Pulled off the bone. I can Pulled cook it. Pulled off the bone. Can't, can't get any better brisket than what you make. There it is. There it is, folks. I mean, that's un- we're we're 28 min- minutes in. I mean, that, that's unprovoked. We can go through. All right, buddy, buddy, I love you. Uh, th- th- thank you so much. Yeah, all right, I'll see you. But, yeah, yeah, dude, that, that's it. Uh, that's one of my better dishes. Now, I'd say, gun to my head, Reagan, you got to cook something uh, the best. What are your thoughts on salmon? I, I mean, I haven't, I'm not too familiar with salmon. I mean, my grandpa, he went up to Lake Michigan and caught some, uh, some salmon. I tried it, and they put too much lemon seasoning on it. See, I was see, just see, like, there's a all right, too much. All right, here's, here's what I do. I get my smoker about 200 to 225, and I'm going to put just, just a l- little bit of olive oil, and we're going to put some brown sugar, some, some little, little special herbs and season, a little bit of lemon, a little lemon don't hurt it. No. Brings out the, the fishy flavor, it helps it out some, but that's really about all you need. Maybe a little bit of cracked pepper. Maybe a little bit of Cajun season. Maybe Maybe a little bit of Cajun season. If you, like, hey, some hey, spicy hey, if you like some spice, we can do sweet or spicy, whatever you prefer. We smoke that son of a gun. I got pineapples, I'll put pineapples up top. They're gonna smoke for about two hours as well. And we're gonna pull that son of a buck out and it's gonna be some good eating. You're making me hungry just talking about this. We might, we might. I'd say, I'd say, I'm, 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 I'm gonna put my, my money where my mouth is. I think I'm gonna have to. We might have to do, do a little, little cookout. But, but let, let's refocus. Let's, uh, let, let's go back to baseball and, and uh, Sun Conference baseball. So you're, you're, you're just now uh, kind of learning about uh, the Sun Conference. Last weekend was uh, your, your first Sun Conference full series. So I'm not gonna ask you about the playing in, in the Sun Conference or anything like that. But on the NAI level. When did you first start hearing about NAI baseball? You know, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I didn't start hearing about it until like last year when uh, Coach Mike Mendoza recruited me, and I was just like, I was just like, wow, that like this is some elite level competition. Like, obviously, the first people who like reached out to me was Reinhardt University, if you've ever heard yep. of them, oh, yeah. and then Flagler, and then Shreveport actually reached out to me as well. But and then, but once. Once uh, Coach Mendoza was just like, hey, we're out of Lakeland, Florida. And I was like, Florida? <laughs> Florida, huh? But, like, I mean, I was just like, hey, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I like, hey, like, I'm going to mess up if I don't take this opportunity. And, like, I was really fortunate to get that opportunity from Coach Mendoza. And, yeah. like, I'm making the most out of it. And You know, pe- people uh, – I didn't mean to cut, cut you off. Uh, but hey, uh, M- Mendoza, they, people talk about him being such a great recruiter. I'm like – He's in Lakeland, Florida, at Southeastern. He ain't really got, got got to do a whole lot now. Obviously, that, that that's a joke. I mean, it, Mike Mendoza is the best recruiter, arguably in college baseball, undoubtedly at the NAI level. Can you just talk about what makes him such a good recruiter? Well, the, the one thing about Coach Mendoza, he he tries to get you know you on a more personal level, and like I think like being able to relate to him and just like talk to him like every week because like he would call be like check up on me he's like hey do you throw and i'll be like yeah he's like what was your line and i just rattle off my stat line and like i mean he just gets to know you really well and he's just like hey like 
you treat we treat you all like family and like that's what I wanted to hear. Like when I was transferring out of my JUCO at Parkland, Champagne, I mean like it was just music to my ears and like it, it was just comforting and I feel like with everyone who's getting recruited by Coach Mendoza or Coach Dahl or Coach Dinkle as a matter of fact, um, I mean they say like, Hey, it's like a family over here, we'll take care of you and like when I first got down here, I actually didn't have a place to stay, and Coach Mendoza was just fortunate enough. He's just like, hey, I can I can help you out here, and he helped me out and helped, helped me get on my feet here, and once my apartment got opened up, I was smooth sailing from there. I mean, just like, it's like great big old family, as I keep saying over and over again. I know I keep saying family, but, I mean, it truly is a family. I mean, it's like a brotherhood when we get on the field, too. It's just like we don't have any problems, and we do have a problem we work it out within five minutes and it's just like right back to like that brotherly love and like it's just awesome it's like being on the baseball field just makes you forget about everything well I mean that that's really awesome like just hearing about the culture and how it is a family I mean I've and I've talked to Isaac Rob Steve a bunch of other guys all fair and it's the same it's the same thing I mean it is a family culture at Southeastern and you know, it's easy to lo- love each other through the times that y- y'all are having right now. Uh, that that y- y'all are a great team, uh, obviously, and y'all are having a great success. But I feel like even if it wasn't that, I feel like there would still be that brotherhood of you guys. I mean, you, you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's in it's in every baseball program, and I mean, high school, even in the college. I mean, like like my sister said to me right before I got into college, like you're gonna meet the best people of your life and some of your best friends and like I was just like there's no way and then next thing you know I get into college and I just meet like some awesome guys and I'm just there's actually one guy who's actually from uh, East St. Louis who's down here at Eckerd College and I met him played with him for one year and like he was he became my literal brother and my roommate now Ovis Janow I mean he's a pitcher uh, he's he's another one of my brothers I mean I mean everyone like it's just we bond so fast and it's yeah. it's an awesome thing to see and it's just like I wish like everyone could be like that in the world. I mean, bro, like just the amount of camaraderie we have in the dugout on the field at practice. I mean, you should hear some of the stuff that Jose Marcano jokes about. Oh, I mean, yeah. we're always constantly pulling each other's legs. I mean, it's always it's always it's always a laugh at practice. I mean, even even the coaches get in on it. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's Let's just say it's just so much fun just being out there with your brothers and just playing the game you love. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've cracked jokes up. I mean, I, we can't really repeat what Steve said, but he said something that, that I gave. It had me, it had, it had me laughing a little bit at your expense, but we'll, 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 uh, you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, we'll, 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 save, we'll save those last for uh, all fair. But it does say y'all, – y'all are great. I mean, and this is same, same at Weber for me. Um, you know, I don't think – I would be doing this if those Weber guys day one when I started to be the broadcaster in January, I walked in the dugout, they took me in just like a baseball player day one. I mean, as soon as I started Suncast, very soon after, Mendoza, Steve, Rob, all the Southeastern baseball players, they were right up there. I mean, they were the first team outside of Weber baseball. The first team that supported Suncast was Southeastern baseball. No doubt about it, and that's why I've always, I've always had y'all. As, I mean, y'all have a special place in my heart for sure. Now, certainly, um, that y'all left my heart for a little bit this weekend, but, but um, you know what? Okay, let's talk about it. Let, let's just go ahead. I mean, we're thirty-five minutes in. 
Let's talk about it. This weekend, it was tough because I was able to remain neutral Friday. Friday, when y'all clobbered us, I was like, they have the best. They 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 got the best of us. We didn't play terrible baseball. They played their best version and their best for. I and I fully believe this. When Southeastern plays their A game, when y'all play y'all's A game, nobody's beating y'all. No. If y'all don't beat yourselves, y'all will most likely. Now it is baseball. It is baseball, and God God knows y'all could go and have everybody pepper the ball over the ballpark. But as long as it stays in, there ain't no guarantee. No, that that's actually, a, yeah, that, that, but, that was proven with us with Bellevue. I mean, we hit the ball around, and they just played, like, spectacular defense yeah. against us. I mean, all we could do really there was just tip our cap and say, hey, y'all just playing simple, just beat us. And, I mean, that's all you really can do. We threw our guys. I mean, pretty sure we had Rob on the mound that game. Or I think – no, I think it was Darian. It was Darian. Bellevue was Darian, yep. Yeah, Darian, I mean – Obviously, it's baseball. Not everyone's going to have their best day. But, and like, obviously, they were just making plays on hard-hit balls that we were having. Yeah, and that was that was the game. He took that one off the leg in the first inning, too, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, God, I know, I know that that one hurt. And then he comes out the next his next game against Weber and did what he did. But it was the Saturday game that was tough for me. Uh, that It was that one because I thought we had it. But as soon as uh, – oh, gosh, who had the single? Uh, Nick was it, Nick? it was Nick. Winkelmeier yeah. had the single he had, the six hole. He had the single, like you said, left side of the infield, six hole. And I was I just said to myself, I've seen this story before. It's I've seen it, and I've always it ninety nine percent of the time I've been on the right side of it. But when I saw that ball leave the bat I was like, record it, record it, record it, record it. Touch on plate. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Now, of course, now we're, we're good. I'm, I'm, I love Southeastern baseball again um, after a t- tough little bit. But that game, uh, that game was it, – it, it personified Southeastern baseball. It does not matter. That and the Benue Mesa game, those two, it does not matter – until you get that 27th out against you guys, I don't care what the score is, y'all are alive. I mean, what what's that like? I mean, what's the vibe in the dugout in games like that? I mean, do y'all just enjoy those where it's like, hey, we get to hunt now? Like, obviously, it's like when we were playing Benue Mesa, it was 8-2, to two, and obviously we don't have our heads down. We just, like, kind of kept our heads held high, and, like, obviously we knew the sticks were going to get hot sooner or later, and, like they did, like we never check out of a game. It's just like, just like you said, it's not until that 27th out's recorded and that we check out of that game. I mean, we play until like, obviously the umpire says, hey, that's the game. <laughs> but like, when we're when we're down, I mean, we don't we don't get down on ourselves. I mean, the only thing we may do is just be like, like just kind of get mad at ourselves for like, oh, I missed this pitch. Uh, I I should have made a better pitch there. And obviously, there's always what ifs and shoulda, woulda, couldas. But, like, obviously, we just don't – we don't ever check out of games. We're always just like, hey, we're going to win this game no matter what, at whatever stakes it takes. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, like I said, most of the time I love it. Uh, I, I do. And, and all jokes aside, I, I find y'all just amazing. Like, like being able to watch y'all play. And, like, the Ben U game, any other team, when it's 8-1 to one with one out in the bottom of the eighth, as a media guy – 
I'm, I'm checked out. You know, at, at that point, the game's probably over. It was, I remember it, I remember it vividly. It was late at night. I still had to record uh, with Taylor for a softball podcast. Um, I was exhausted. I'd been there covering the East-West uh, games all day with, with the earlier games. But I was just like, it's Southeastern. You don't know. And then solo shot, solo shot, walk, single, Nick, three run shot. And I'm like, well, now it's eight to six. And now, now, I, now I have a later bedtime. No, no complaints, of course. But, uh, you know, J- Jay went, 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 you were at Juco Ball and you obviously know what high, high level Juco Ball is. And you, you watched and been a fan of D1 baseball uh, and, and all that. NAI. And this is something I ask, uh, no, not all, but I ask a lot of NAI baseball players, the level of competition, where is it at compared to the rest of college baseball? And if you could just be specific, uh, well, I guess that you really haven't gotten the taste of Sun Conference, but I mean, you, you played for the best team and then you, you just played the, the second best team, at least this year. I mean, well, just what, what's it like and what's the competition level? So I think the competition level is like, 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 I talked to my dad about this. He was just like, the NAI level is a lot better than JUCO, obviously. But, mm-hmm. like, obviously you're going to have your teams in junior college that are, aren't so good. And then you got you got NAI ball where everyone's just, like, competing their tail off to just, like, win that na- national championship. And, like, but I would – I mean, I haven't played at the D1 level, but I've seen some D1 baseball and I've had some D1 friends who came down and they're like, yo, this is some really good competition. And it's just like – you go out there and you just know you have to be on your A game every day because you never know what that other guy's got in his back pocket, you know. But, like, I'd probably have to say NAI ball, I think we could compete uh, with some some mid-major uh, Division One schools, and obviously we can hang around with the Division Two schools. I think we were actually supposed to play uh, University of Tampa, but I don't know if that's on our schedule still, but I, I hope so because I'd love to see what D2 baseball's like and, like, see if we can hang with those – those guys at that level I, th- I, I think it would be interesting to see if uh, a D2 team could hang around with y'all I, th- I mean I, th- I think right now Southeastern might be just on a little bit different of a, of a scale uh, th- than some other a lot of other teams in the NAIA but t- take y'all or a team like Weber uh, Shreveport GGC you put them at Division 2 I think they're now it's baseball so you don't know but I, they're in any opening round I mean, I'm very confident saying any top, any top 15, team, yeah, yeah any, any top, top 15, 15, 20 team, they're at the bare minimum making an opening round. Oh yeah, I mean, when we played LC State, like I knew that was going to be a grudge match, and I was just like, like both teams could easily play at the Division One level because oh, they're because yeah. obviously LC State, they're they grind out games and mm-hmm. like they can, I mean, they showed against us that they, they can really hit the ball. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously we. Battled it out and beat them eight to three, and I mean that was probably one of the most electric games to watch. I mean because it was just like high stakes, and I was just like, hey, it's the rematch of the World Series. And I was just like, so let's get a taste of what we're gonna see again this year. And mm-hmm. I mean, so I looked at the rankings before I was at, on my way over here, and I was just like, Shreveport's at number three, and Mobile's at number two, and I was and us at number one. I was. I was like, man, these teams are like actually pretty good. Like, I didn't see anyone in like with like above six losses in the top. I think top forty. Yeah, which was like honestly crazy. And I think like those top forty teams could obviously go into D two, 
maybe even D1 baseball and actually, like, like hold their ground. Absolutely. I mean, I think if you took, took you all and put you in one of the top mid-majors, say a Sunbelt, I mean, I don't see Southeastern being anything worse than fourth, I think, third, I think we'd fourth. be above 500 for sure. Yeah, I mean, now – Coastal Carolina, that's a little bit different of a breed, but still, I mean, I think y'all compete with just about anybody else. Yeah, the one, the one thing I I was actually thinking about the other day was just like, hey, I kind of want to see what it'd be like to play against like Florida State or. Okay, now I, 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 I know when you start talking about, about the Power Fives, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I, that's still. why I said I, hey, I, I mean, to see hey, what it'd be like. We, we, we got to see. You don't know until you see. I, I know y'all won't run from any smoke, but I mean, if I was, if I was a team like Florida State, I w- you couldn't pay me to play off because, I mean, at best, you beat an NAIA team. At worst, you lose to an NAIA team, which I think is a pretty real possibility. But. Jay, um, I'm running, running out of s- s- stuff to ask you. If you have anything, uh, you, you want to talk about anything, Mike's all yours. If not, I'm good to go, my man. I mean, I'm good to go, too. I can't think of anything else. All right, well, Jay, I appreciate you, my man. This was awesome. Uh, so you, you still have, what, two more years after this? Yeah, I still got two more years of eligibility. Okay, so this will not be uh, – folks, This I'll go ahead and tell you, this won't be the last time you hear uh, Jay Shuler uh, on Suncast. I guarantee it. Uh, this is my guy. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of people on, uh, and, and, I, and I do. I, I haven't, there has not been one interview where I have walked away and not enjoyed it or enjoyed my time with an athlete or a coach. Uh, Jay, this was awesome. You're, you, you're a real dude. I mean, you, you are a real, just genuine guy. Uh, that's why you're here. You're, I bet you let you come to my apartment, uh, which I don't let a lot of people just, just show up uh, on my doorstep, but. Uh, you're a great guy. Uh, consider, consider you a good friend now. Um, and hey, let's let's, let's let's go. Uh, let's go play baseball. Let's go play baseball. Let's go play I'm, baseball. I'm glad to be part of the Suncast community now. Absolutely. Well, really enjoy it. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed this. Um, yeah, this will be the the only interview. So hey, uh, tune in uh, later on the week. Got two really great interviews later on this week for a really big series. Ave Maria against St. Thomas. Uh, Of course, we're going to talk all about that series and much more in the next episode. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Much love. Y'all have a good next few days before uh, y'all tune back in.